0: We made it back for episode two. So what did I learn about recording my first episode? I learned a lot about sound. I did a lot of Googling, I I utilized the YouTube, and I listened to experts that have done this before me. And so I am coming to you now from my glamorous recording studio, And by glamorous I mean that I am sitting on the floor in our bedroom surrounded by our bed and our other furniture and um, I found that this is the quietest space in the apartment. My dogs are still with me so you might still hear them but as far as the noise goes it should be better. I've also learned how to set up my mic a little bit better. It all should be good. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about priorities and what I've learned from talking to people older than me, from talking to people that have passed away in my life and as they were, as they were going, the, the wisdom and the, the knowledge that they imparted to me, and, and about how we get so hyper-focused on the wrong things in our life. Well, hello there. Welcome to The Spark Effect. My name is Wendy Durrell. And I am a lifestyle and health director, a yoga teacher, and stepmom. I believe we should all live the healthiest, happiest life possible while still enjoying it, and I know how hard that can be on your own. Sometimes it just takes a spark to change a life. So if you're looking for help, inspiration, or support in areas like confidence, diet, fitness, Career, relationships, and the general day to day, make yourself cozy. I'm here for you. I believe in you. And we're all capable of so much. I want you to live the best version of your life possible. I know this is going to be good. So let's hit it. So, by episode three, I will probably have re recorded that intro. But for now, because I already had it recorded, we're just going to go with it. So, when I was deciding on today's episode, I actually had a completely different topic that I was going to talk about. And as I was writing down notes, for some reason, this person that had been so important in my life kept popping up in my head. And I finally just started kind of like writing down things just kind of, you know, free writing. And it's a story that I don't tell very often. It's about a person I don't talk about very often and not because I don't love them or care it's because it was so painful for me for my family for everyone involved but that time taught me so much about how I now live my life and I think that that wisdom is something that should be shared with all of you when I was 19 years old I received a phone call from one of my best friends Marie Now, Marie was not just one of my best friends she was also my aunt She's my, my mother's sister, but we had such a close relationship. We liked to spend time together. We liked to travel together. We just, we were, we were so like girlfriends and she was my aunt, but we were, I think you probably know what I mean. When you just, you're so close to someone, it doesn't matter that their family, you'd still be best friends with them anyway. And I got a phone call from her. And this was before I had a cell phone. They existed and the internet, you know, was well on its way, but it was before I had a cell phone. So it was on the landline at my parents' house. And she said, is your mom home? And I said, no. And she's like, okay, good. I want to talk to you. And just the way she said it, I just, I remember being in my old bedroom and sitting down on my bed and like taking a very slow, deep breath because I knew whatever she was about to say was going to be really awful. And it was cancer. She had breast cancer. And I'm using past tense because as you've, I'm sure, guessed by now, she did pass away. And it wasn't quick. It took a couple years. And it was years of, I drove 20 hours to Montana. That's where she lived to be with her. It was countless appointments. It was watching her go through chemo. It was, you know, being with her when she got tattooed for radiation. It was the most awful Thing I've watched a human being go through but it did give me a lot of time with her and a lot of time to to hear her thoughts and and how she wished she had done things differently in her life because as it got towards the end and she did go into remission at one point but it it quickly came back and spread to her uh, her blood and 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 her brain and it was just debilitating and painful to watch her go through and I'm sure Um, even harder to go through it herself. For me, I, uh, I was so, now that I look back at it, I'm 39 years old now, I look back and I'm like, wow, I was so young dealing with all of this stuff. But in the moment, I felt like, oh, I'm an adult, I've got this. But it gave me a lot of time with her to talk. We had so much time to talk. And I remember her saying pretty much over and over again, I wish I could go back and do things differently. And when she would get specific, it was things like, I wish I had traveled more, or I wish I had never started smoking. And smoking, like, actually, in all honesty, Marie gave me my first cigarette and was a huge catalyst later in life for me to quit. She wished that she had spent more time with her family and friends. She wished that she hadn't spent so much time in a bad relationship, in a bad marriage. And... She wished that she had learned things like how to knit better and how to sew. And I remember listening to all of these things and thinking, I am not going to make these same mistakes in my life. I don't want to get to the end or get really sick and have these thoughts. When I get to that place, I want to be like, wow, my life kicked ass. I mean, I think that's how we all want it to end. And while her life was beautiful and full of joy, I know there was things she would have changed. She loved my mother and so looked up to her as being this this beacon of kindness. And and my mother has been this this role model for me since, uh, since I got out of that teenage awful period of my life. And I thought, who do I want to be like? And it's my mom. My mom is the kindest person I know. And it costs nothing for her to be kind. She's a badass, don't get me wrong, but she's so kind. And so watching Marie go through this and listening to her and then thinking of my my own mother has really helped shape me as I've grown up. When I got together with Lou, I became very close with his mother, Kelly. She has been another woman who has greatly inspired and influenced me and definitely given me guidance as to how I'm going to live the rest of my life. She was there when the towers fell in New York City, and as a consequence, had years of medical problems because of it. We got a call a few years ago that she was in the hospital, and she went into liver failure. They, It was dire. It was, she's not going to survive. At the last moment, we got a call. There's a transplant available. She went in, and... <laughs> Guys, this woman—if you look up tenacious in the dictionary—you will see a picture of Kelly. She got through surgery. She recovered. I mean, she she was in that hospital for over a year before being moved into like a um, like a hospice facility. And through it all, I was lucky enough to be able to bring my laptop there and work next to her. And so I spent so many days. And when she was awake, we would talk. And um, she became one of the closest people to me in my entire world. And one of the things she pressed on me because she could see in me that I was nice, (laughs) but that I was also, I also had very doormat qualities and it was, Wendy, don't ever put up with anyone treating you any less than you deserve. You deserve to be treated like a damn queen. You're worth so much. Don't put up with it. Cut them out of your life immediately. You don't deserve it. And that has been such a wonderful thing in my world is realizing I don't have to like everyone (laughs) and everyone doesn't have to like me. And moving on from those people is really good and healthy for me. When I see like really negative things going on online or anything, I just cut it off and and. The peace that it brings me is so worth it because otherwise you dwell and you become an angry keyboard warrior. you know the people I'm talking about. It is totally okay and healthy and good to get rid of those negative people in your life. And like Marie, she said a lot of these things, I wish this and hers was, I wish I had treated my body better. I wish I wasn't so hard on it. She was, when she was younger, she lived pretty hard and listening to all of this, I just, I took away from it. I'm gonna live a happy life with my family and I am gonna do my damnedest to treat my body really well. But you know what she didn't talk about? Her job. She didn't talk about money. (laughs) She didn't talk about any of those things. She talked about how she wished she could dance again and how she wished she could travel once more. And it really, it just made me think, Wow, that's that that saying that you hear every now and then when people are when people are um, dying when they say like. You're not going to be on your deathbed saying like, I wish I had worked more because you're not. And so it made me think a lot about our priorities in life. We worry so much about work and about our 401k and about all of these things. And I'm not saying that they're not important because they should be a priority. And you do have to worry about those things. You can't just like, I don't want anyone to be like, well, Wendy said and like quit their job tomorrow. Those things are important, but you have to focus on the joys in your life too, as a balance, as a counterpoint, otherwise you are gonna be one of those people saying these things and I don't want that for you. Something that I try to do now as I get older is I look to the people around me that are really happy or really successful or whatever I want to be more like or have my life more like and I look for clues because they say success leaves clues. Something a mentor told me once was, you have to get out of your own way. And that didn't really resonate with me right away. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, wow, we let our own ego and our own cynicism stop us from doing so many things. I know so many people that are like, I am not into yoga. I'm not into that woo-woo stuff. And instead of just trying it and getting, you know, something out of it, there's a reason that people meditate and are calmer and happier in their life. And maybe just let go of that, like get out of your own way, get out of the box and try it. I remember when I was going through yoga teacher training, my boyfriend is kind of, well, if you know him, you already know, he's um he's not a woo-woo guy at all, but he is pretty open to trying new things. And while I was going through teacher training, we had to do this one exercise with a student. And I did it on him and he was like very trepidatious, but he did it with me. And I said, now can you feel how your right leg feels longer than your left? And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It does. Wait, are you going to fix me? (laughs) And I balanced it out and they both, but if he hadn't just let go of that, that idea that this was bullshit, he never would have experienced that. And it also, you know, it comes into like this thing that we talk about, um, in, in my household, I, I live with a lot of musicians. <laughs> I've, I've, for some reason, I have been surrounded by musicians since I was little. My dad plays guitar. My boyfriend plays guitar. My stepson plays guitar and uh, like a zillion other instruments. And I've always wanted to play guitar. But Lou calls me out on this shit all the time. He's like, you don't actually want to play guitar because you're not willing to learn. And that's the thing with so many things is we say, I wanna do this thing, but we're not willing to actually go through the process of it. Sticking with the guitar theme, we have a friend in North Carolina who actually did start taking lessons. And he'd already been playing guitar for a little while, but he really like devoted himself to it. Went to lessons every week, and when he told us that he was gonna have a gig at a certain point, I said we have to go. We have to go. We are there. We have to be there for this thing. And so we flew out and it was one of the greatest nights. And I could just tell watching him play on stage that all of it was worth it. And so you guys, you got to stop trying to skip the hard part. Stop trying to skip the struggle because it's in that where you get the joy And the transformation and those like groundbreaking moments in your life. Of course, once you know how to do it, you're going to find joy in it. But it's in the learning that you experience so much of life. So knitting is a good example for me. When I was younger, my mom taught me how to knit. But I didn't stick with it because it was hard. It hurt my hands. I just, I just couldn't do it is what I told myself. After high school, when I was in college, I thought, I think I really want to learn how to make my own stuff. I want to learn how to make a scarf. And right around that time, I decided I wanted to learn how to make lots of things on my own. So I picked up a knitting book. I looked on the internet and I, I remembered what she had taught me. And that was such a great foundation. But I remember the day when I was trying to learn how to do something new. And it's called Magic Loop Knitting. And when it all clicked into place, it felt like this impossible math equation that suddenly made sense. And it made the whole process so satisfying and worth it that even though I was getting like calluses on my fingers, and even though I'd messed up so many times, it made it it so worth it and so enriching in my life. So if there's something out there that you're thinking, I really want to learn how to do this thing, I want to paint, I want to do ceramics, I want to learn how to play an instrument, go do it. Stop trying to skip the struggle. In the struggle, you're going to find the pain and the frustration and the hard, but you're also going to find the joy and the love and the wonder. Go after those things. Stop worrying so much about work and about other things. Spend more time with your people. Go call your mom. Go call your friend. Go call someone. But do do these things that bring you joy because if you spend your life worried about work or money, or all of those things, you're not going to have as much happiness in your life. And at the end, you're going to be saying those things like, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done this. Instead, I want you to be like, I had the best life. <laughs> I, had, I had such the best life. I have three more things, three more tips for you. The first is find your own happiness. Find the things that make you happy. For me, it's things like fitness. It's like recording this podcast. It's the dogs, it's crafts, it's things like that. And those don't have anything really to do with my person. Like Lou supports me in all of them, but I don't expect him to do them with me. It's important to make yourself happy and be you know, self-sufficient. It's also important to spend time with your people. So that leads me to my second one. Find things that you like to do together with your family and your friends and your partners. With Lou, this is a great example and, and both stepkids can back me up on this. Lou has been playing Grand Theft Auto 5 for years now. And I had hit a point where I like I would I resented the shit out of that game because he spent so much time playing and he was so focused on the game that I <laughs> I was. I was like, I was kind of bitter about it. And it took me a long time to realize that this was his like this is how he decompressed after work this was how he, he was taking joy in this game and so it took until this year for me to shove aside the pride and for me to let go of that you know that ego that i was talking about before and be like hmm maybe i should try playing the game <laughs> so i did i set up a character i started running around and I loved it (laughs) and I'm like oh do you hear the motorcycle in the background yeah New York City noise and it's Friday night and I'm recording this a little late so sorry anyways I started playing the game and I loved it and then to the point where we got a second PS4 and now we run around together a couple you know a couple nights a week and it is so much fun to do with my guy so even though it's video games find that thing find those things that you guys can do together date your partner still go out still have fun still do those things don't let that shit die because it's too easy to just get into this routine of drifting apart and not doing anything together anymore as time goes on my last tip has to do with the thing that both the women that i loved so much and lost in my life said to me and that's i wish i'd taken better care of my body my last tip is get outside take a walk get outside, take a walk every day. And I would love it if you took a photo or made a status and tagged me in it. You guys, you have no idea how many people you'll be inspiring by doing this. People watch, they pay attention, and you'll touch other lives. And that's been like my goal in my entire adult career is help the people, help the people so they can help the people. Thank you so much for listening to episode two. I will see you next week for episode three. And like last week, we're going to close with the song.
1: Time you read this letter, you'll be old enough to know. I was six months your mother's senior when I turned fifteen years old. Now it's been so. Backed up from Oceanside, side found a way to my front door. Poor kid's making a mess of making Lies, 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 lies are the devil's truth. And life, 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 life is an angel's proof. I said, lies, 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 lies lie are the devil's truth. And life, 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 life is an angel's proof.